That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome. I am Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute. We are three minutes down in our minute-by-minute rewatch of Batman v Superman. We have arrived at the fateful minute four, which is uh, going to be something of a of a hinge point here in the early part of the movie. We, we hope you're listening to this uh, splayed out on the pavement uh, or the floor to get yourself into the mood here while it's about to happen. Pearls askew. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you could explode, you know, pearls, popcorn, whatever you have next to you uh, as you fall, this is going to be really great as we enter minute four of Batman v Superman. Martha. When he falls into the cave, doesn't a pearl fall? Yeah. Which... It's just like so surreal. Obviously, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably the first hint hint that you get that like, wait, that's not literal. Yeah. Uh, I I think the the first time before I knew it was a a dream, I I assumed he'd been carrying it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But their answer is better. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, because it's fall. Everything is is falling. And so it's just syncing up the the falling motif. And we get – yeah, the moment uh, Thomas reaching out mm-hmm. for Martha, we get an extreme close-up of of her face, which it was only in viewing at this time that I actually made the like mental note that she has presumably been shot through the left cheek, because uh-huh. uh, you can see the blood splatter, and uh, we'll come back to that maybe. But we get the Martha, Martha. uttered by Thomas. Yeah. And, so when everyone's asking, yep. why are we seeing this again? This is where Zack Snyder says, this is why you're watching this happen again. Martha is more important. We're looking at her face as she dies. Mm-hmm. Everything about this this moment uh, is really effective for me because she's – it's treated almost like um, – I mean this in like a, in a compliment because we like animals more than people in movies. It's almost like watching a movie where a deer dies – you know, or something, it's like you are watching something beautiful dying when it should not be. You know, yeah. it's like it's you, – you even get a close-up on uh, – <laughs> only in a Zack Snyder movie could I say that you like hear the moment of death. The, the exhale. <laughs> yeah, that that is like ghostly mm-hmm. almost and the pupil dilating, her her ragged breathing. The whole thing is a very like – I remember the the theater being silent and I feel like um, it's one of these moments in in the opening that kind of commands silence. Yeah. Well, and there's a in you mentioned with animals, but also it's a, a gendered thing. Also, that it's way more acceptable to show violence against men, and it, people get very uncomfortable when, like, if you ever see a woman getting hit or struck in any way in movies, usually it's it's done like almost in a comedic way, where it's like, yeah, I, I, the the Shaft trailer just came out, <laughs> um, and they and there was a commentary on that trope in that, but like in any sort of a, like a drama or serious movie, in the same way that there's like a you don't you don't kill the dog sort of rule. If there's a 
Thomas Wayne and a Martha Wayne in the scene, you show Thomas getting hurt and killed and imply the violence to Martha. And one of those, it's one of the things Zack Snyder gets, uh, especially for this movie, they say the way he treats his female characters. But in this scene, it's, it's very much in your face of no, Martha Wayne got, Martha Wayne dies in every version of the story. She's always died. She's yeah. always been shot. And that's a problem. That's that's a brutal, yeah. sad truth. And he doesn't change that fact. He just puts it on the camera instead of focusing on Thomas. It's very weird to think in what world would even even like making the assumption that Thomas Wayne is a wealthy anything. It, it almost seems like you'd be more likely to assume Bruce was closer to his mother uh-huh. than his father. Well, this is where my um, my and it was weird that I got into this. I had never read it until right around, I think maybe it was right after Batman v Superman came out, actually, when I read Neil Gaiman's Whatever Happened to the Cape Crusader, which is he was commissioned to write the last Batman story ever. Yeah. And so it's like a um, a ghost of Christmas past kind of thing where he's witnessing his own funeral and all of the villains and heroes are eulogizing him. But there's a disembodied voice that guides him like throughout this death process as he processes what he means to Gotham and to the world and what he means to his hero, to his villains, what he means to his people of Gotham. And it's revealed eventually that this voice that's kind of guiding him is Martha. Oh yeah. Right, right, right. And after reading that, after seeing Batman v Superman, it really struck me. That's the only other story where it really hammers it home in that way, where like you said, they always talk about Thomas and they focus on Thomas, but there's this, is this very old fashioned. Yeah. You know, like that's a, it's a very. Well, and they have this motif or not a motif. They have a, a, a spot in that, in that story where she's reading him, um, Goodnight Moon, I think is the, the kid's book. And it's, yeah, this, this, the comfort, the, you can see her, you know, tucking him in. She's his, like, like his dad. He res- is later in the movie. He says, what, I'll, I'm older than my father ever was. This is the only thing I'll do that matters. Yeah. So his, his vision of, Thomas is very much like what I what I do, who I am, what I accomplish. Whereas the Martha is very clearly his safety, his comfort, his warmth. Yeah, the 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 side of himself that he like should, yeah. I guess you know, cling to. Yeah, like that's what he lost. Yeah. at this moment, that's what was stolen from him. Like he can, he can, he's he's going to become Thomas Wayne. He's gonna, re- you know, every boy replaces their dad is like a, a trope, right? You grow up and yeah. and you replace him, but you can't grow up and replace your mom if the goal is to make martha wayne and i because nobody really knew what the goal was right like what the point was going to be of retelling this origin story if the goal was to tell it so that martha wayne becomes the important part uh, it feels weird because almost if they had said that ahead of time i feel like people would say oh cool yeah like yeah all right i'm open to that and even heightened market of finding out every single detail about a movie ahead of time, people would probably have gone into the theater expecting a different story, mm-hmm. right? Just not the usual Batman, but okay, here's one that, that loved his mother and that's going to be important. And like we said, it works with Superman. Yeah. Um, so it's a nice pairing. I, I, I also appreciate – we kind of alluded this, to this before – uh, now that the kind of flashback is finished and we've had – it almost feels like a return to normal now as uh, as Bruce kind of comes to at the bottom of the well or the cave that now we get the director of photography, Larry Fong, credit <laughs> to kind of like this incredibly beautiful thing that you've been looking at. Um, here's who you have to thank. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which which is terrific, and then we get these still look like paintings, like a, a, a like a a comic artist 
who who is in the style of paint with with Bruce, you know, like the light coming down from above. Uh-huh. We get this really cool light and shadow on his face that looks like it could be a, you know, like a Lee Bermejo spread here. And then we get the introduction of the Batcave. Right. Uh, as he looks on. And then in another beautiful moment of poetry, as Bruce looks and sees basically his life as Batman ahead of him, mm-hmm. we get the Batman created by Bob Kane with Bill Finger credit. And this is the first time Bill Finger's name got included, right? I think so, yeah. I'm, as, as I understand it, yeah. Even if it's even if it's a with, when it should probably be an and, yeah. a lot of people would say with is, okay, we'll go for that yeah. for now. Well, I wasn't as aware of that drama um the first time i sure. i saw this but um i do i think this is why i became aware of it though is cuz i remember getting on twitter after the movie came out and there's one of the oddly one of the things that people took away from it was bill finger's name is actually being credited in yeah. a movie finally yeah and yeah and like you said it's it's and it's and it's put at the moment of of inspiration right of the, yeah. the here's the bats here's what makes him batman and here's bob kane bill finger yeah uh, it's a, it's a very cool detail i think um you know that would be that's if if people want homework i don't think we're giving homework um for this one but uh, uh <laughs> for this podcast but it's it's an interesting thing to look into that if if you know the name bob kane you should know the name bill finger yeah. as well and probably um jerry robinson that basically created the joker yeah oh right i believe that the last these are the last seconds of of minute four is the wave of bats that all (laughs) go instantly silent and then instantly attack bruce which definitely conjures up memories of another batman movie yes which once uh, it's another moment where it kind of takes the nolan stuff and embraces it but also kind of twists it Mm-hmm. Because that was in Batman Begins. That was the moment where he, where he stands up, and he stands tall in this swarm of bats, and that was him facing his fear. Was right. That was the moment where he, because the bats had always scared him because he fell in there when he was a kid. Yeah. And then there's this stuff in um, when he's training with the League of Shadows, and then he goes back and he stands in the in the Batcave. I love that. And then you love that freaking part of the Batman Begins. The and the music, yeah. you get like the first kind of really like full swell of of the Hans Zimmer theme. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you can't you can't watch this without knowing or thinking that. Zack Snyder must have had that in mind because it's a very shorthand. And maybe that's the best way to say it is he uses people's familiarity with Batman as shorthand for, for certain things. And cause he's, as mm-hmm. he's playing with that very same idea here is, um, yeah. is this is a moment where he is, he's being overcome with this fear or being asked to rise above this fear. Yeah. I guess his, the Snyder detractors would probably say that his his introduction to the bat would be uh is it, is it batman forever that is like the lone bat you know kind of flapping as it comes at valkyrie's oh, face right. but we're still we're still in nolan territory i guess in terms of the the bats what happens next is very different unfortunately this is where our minute concludes yes. <laughs> which means we have that excitement to look forward to for for next episode but um for this one my big question was it worth showing again? Well, how can you not? Yeah. <laughs> um, imagine getting to – I mean there's several moments in the movie where it would just make no sense without the without Martha yeah. and and the falling and the and just the, yeah. the all the things communicated through this and not only like story wise but just tonally of this this moment of trauma it's 
it's not just oh this is what inspired him to fight crime it's this is what defines his very being yeah i i mean the the next minute really drives home you know the that like the film and bruce are kind of put put this into a box mm-hmm. of why it matters uh and sets it aside until you know later into the movie but yeah basically even like uh i remember sitting in the theater and thinking boy if this is just considered like the definitive version of the Wayne murder, uh, yeah. it would be worth it for me because none of them were given this kind of level yeah. of care. Well, there's there's the you know why there's the why are we being shown this question? I don't know. I never minded just because it's you know we've seen this dozens of times, hundreds of times in the comics. It's one of those things where like I think the X Men does the same thing with um, Cyclops's parents dying in a plane crash, right? That's there's numerous different versions of yeah. that in the comics, you know, or or um, Uncle Ben getting shot in Spider-Man. It's just a part of the, of the story. And you're going to tell yeah. like any classic tale folklore or, or you're not going to leave it out just because people have heard it before. We, people read the night before Christmas every, every year to their family and they don't cut out the, you know, Santa Claus's belly jiggling like jelly just because they've heard it before. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's, it's yeah. there because it's important. That's a weird, I don't know why that's where my mind went, but <laughs> I mean, I, I can't think of a better, <laughs> better analogy for that. I think I, I wrote up uh, at the time when Spider-Man Homecoming came out that this is something that Homecoming highlighted for me that like that movie was explicitly did the thing that a lot of people said where it's yeah. like, we know the story. We don't need to see it again. Because of that, the movie kind of gave up any opportunity to make it inform anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, like I'm not using it as a, a criticism of another movie. It's just that is what people wanted, and yeah. what you get from that is nothing, right? Like you, you kind of are just counting on. I don't know. I, I I really don't know what you what you get from it. Whereas this, okay, we're not going to re we're not just going to reshow it. Like we are going to retell it. We're going to tell you why it matters. Like, we're not going to yes. steer away from it because you've seen it. We're going to steer into it because it's integral. And I think maybe, maybe you know what, if you go into it assuming I know this story, then you'll be yeah. missing out on a lot of the setup or just won't care yeah. about the setup that is there when you might in a different movie where you don't know how the story is, is going to go. Yeah. Well, and if you talk to someone about these opening minutes, you can very quickly figure out what they think about the rest of the movie based on what oh, they sure. think about these minutes and anyone that says you know that you can tell very much like by this by the end of this minute (laughs) a lot of people had already tuned out and then later on in the movie when they they kind of call back and they're like oh remember how we told you to watch yeah that first couple minutes and they're like oh no i don't remember that and they're like oh i guess you're not going to get anything out of this then (laughs) yep that um and you know what that that can be used to describe a lot of movies i guess if you're asking (laughs) people to uh to kind of play ball or or yeah do do your part in this also, which is a very cool thing. But I think that our our viewing of it so far, going minute by minute and shot by shot, has shown that it it can be a lot more fun. Yeah, like forget you know rewarding or or appreciating it. I think it's just more. It makes it more entertaining to uh, talk about this kind of stuff. And I think we're getting into now the the discussion of the movie that really is uh, is rewarding. Mm-hmm. To, to kind of talk about uh, with like-minded people or people who, who might think differently. Yeah, well, this is the, the type of stuff that's the most fun to explain to someone who I, – I love it finding someone who doesn't necessarily agree on this because I have the opportunity to help them experience it for the first time. Yeah, like a, like the more rewarding, satisfying version. Yeah, exactly. You can't 
you can't be struck with the 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 poetry of some of these moments yeah the the same way as you are the first time and so to be able to give that to someone is always an exciting opportunity i'll say it again that i hope that people who are kind of on the fence about the movie or who wanted to like it a bit more uh will hopefully you know find going down to this level of it delivers that kind of satisfaction it's just in a different way than i think we usually get but minute four that is minute four we are about to make the leap in the next minute to adult bruce yeah find out who that guy is that was talking to us yeah i know i've seen i've seen the name this affleck character outside the movie theater but but you're not going to again no (laughs) yeah (laughs) until then oh wow i'm excited i'm excited for for adult bruce our return to man of steel i guess yeah oh cool well on that note play it again jimmy miss lane miss lane Jimmy Olsen, photographer. You! Come on! No, no! No! It's okay, Lois. Ela and Tun Tarayan and Aqua General. Ile Turagat Inna da Kagatana Tim. They don't cut out the Santa Claus's belly jiggling like jelly just because they've heard it before. It's there because it's important. That's a weird, I don't know why, that's where my mind went. But 